Hello, audience, podcast maniacs. Welcome to this podcast show. This podcast is show me the story. Exactly. So this podcast is about where I bring guests and they share about a life-changing experience they had and how this experience shaped them, who they are today. And the main goal of this podcast is to make my audience feel an interaction, creating an environment where you guys feel invited to this podcast. And this podcast, I hope it's adjusting, relaxing, and I hope you guys tune in. And soon I'm going to bring up a guest and let's get started. So I'm going to bring my guest. So guest, introduce yourself. What's your name, your major, and what year you are in university? Okay, my name is Hope Rios. I'm an allied health major, and I'm a sophomore. So Hope, what was your life-changing experience that you had? My life-changing experience? Um, ooh, I think I should just say it. Um, <laughs> it probably experiencing homelessness experience of homelessness yes that's true that is what happened to me how did that happen um so i think it was a bit after fifth grade um we lived with um we didn't live with anyone we were renting a house from um an elder in our church mm-hmm. but um something's happened nothing negative really it was just that like my parents wanted to change, so we ended up moving to Victorville. Um, but my dad's work was still in, like, the Fontana area, so he had to keep going back and forth. And eventually, like, he couldn't keep up with, like, the house, the payments, and then, like, driving back and forth. So we lost the house, and the car got repoed. Funny story, though. My dad woke up, and he went outside, and he's right. like, the car's not there anymore. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. He, it was just gone, yeah, gone? He was like, the car's not there. And we were all confused. Like, wait, what? And he was like, it's not there. <laughs> wow. But yeah. After that, we went to live in Santa Paula with my dad's Thea, so his aunt. Mm-hmm. And we lived there for like a couple months, actually. And then some things happened. And then we moved again. We moved a lot. I can't remember all the places. <laughs> um, but eventually, we ended up living in Arizona with my brother and his wife. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, we had, like, a falling out with them. And from there, we didn't really have a place to go. Like, we exhausted most of our options. So we were living in our car for, like, a couple of weeks. And then, oh, yeah, so my dad, like, continued working, and me and my sisters and my mom were in the car like waiting for him blah blah blah. um time passed we ended up finding an apartment um funny thing though Mm -hmm. is that while we were searching for an apartment um obviously we didn't have any money yes (laughs) (laughs) and there was um like apartment housing that was like a good price but we still weren't able to like meet the minimum down payment for it Mm -hmm. and right then and there this um one of the brothers in our church, we called him Brother Al. He's my youth pastor. All he right. calls us and he's like, oh, like, how are you guys? How are you doing? And, you know, it was right after we had just went into, like, the apartment. And oh, we're yes. like, oh, mm-hmm. like, like, how much is it? Blah, blah, blah. And right after that, he called and he was like, 
oh, like, how are you guys? And my dad's like, mm, not too good. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was honest. Yeah, he was like, mm, I don't know about this one. And then he was like, actually, he was like, if you want, like, I can give you some money for the down payment. But what was super awesome about this is that my youth pastor, he had um, cancer. Uh-huh. I forgot what it was called, but basically his bones were deteriorating oh. kind of. Mm-hmm. So he, this man had bills. Like, <laughs> it was worse than us. And he was still willing to give us money, which was really awesome. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So how do you think this experience, like, shaped you how you are right now? I would say <laughs> yeah. that I think I'm a lot more grateful for things. I'm not saying that no, like, you know, people can be grateful, but I think I have, like, extra appreciation for where I'm at and what I have because, well, I didn't really have anything. <laughs> so I feel like I'm a lot more grateful, and I think I have a more positive outlook mm-hmm. on things, and mm-hmm. I don't get stressed out as easily. Oh, that's good. Which Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's it that was like an interesting story that you told me where you went through poverty you traveled a lot trying to adjust wasn't the easiest option but somehow god provided your way and your family and that was and that was a touching story i'd say and to share one of my life-changing stories is that when i was three years old my dad got a call from an elder at chile at a korean church and they wanted a Korean pastor, and my dad like stumbled upon it, like whether to go or not, because he wanted to be a pastor in Korea, and that was not his plan. He had like a lot of prayer time where he asked God if whether this is right or not, and then God told him that I want you there. So he decided to go to Chile, and there I knew nothing about the culture. I was I was a lost child, not knowing the language. I didn't know any Spanish. I didn't know the tradition, and everything, the environment, the roads, it was just different. Um, when I first arrived at church, I was like behind my dad's leg. He was very tall, and I was like very, I was a toddler. And everyone like would tell me like, I remember when you were behind your dad's leg. And I'm like, really? Did I do that? And I'm like, yeah, you did. And you were adorable. And I'm like, oh man. But when I arrived to live, it wasn't home. As of now, I can say Chile is, but at that time, it wasn't home. I didn't want it to stay in that country. Everything felt really undeveloped. Trash outside in the roads. What do you call that? Where you draw on walls. Graffiti. Oh, graffiti on walls. And people smuggle drugs and like have drugs. Like the roads would like smell like drugs. And like, it wasn't the best thing. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and... I remember I went to a playground when I was four and I was playing in the playground and suddenly like two two Chilean children like come up to me and they they used their hair fingers, pulled up pulled up their eyes and like they said like ching chong and I'm like, Whoa No That's not good. That's awful. My experience wasn't great. Although I got along with them, but when they pulled up their eyes to like discriminate me and call me Chinese, it wasn't the best thing. And at school, I was an absolute introvert. I didn't get along with friends. I was quiet, I had no friends, and I would always stick around with the teacher. This loneliness um, went up to fifth grade, where I met my friend, oh wait, I forgot his name, Barrick. 
Oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Beric. He left right after. Like he, he stayed there for a year and he left. So I met my friend Beric. We would talk about Legos every day. I'd go to school and I felt a sense of this is a true friend, where I could lean on to them and talk about things that I wanted to talk about, and not have the pressure that pressure of talking other things that I didn't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then sixth grade came along and someone made fun of my name. Like, you know, my Korean name is Hamin and some children would call me, like some kids would call me Haman or Ham. No, that's so sad. Or like in Spanish, it would be Hamon because <laughs> it sounds very Spanish and it's like, it has connection to it, like in the sense of the pronunciation. Yes. And uh, that's the reason why I changed my name to James. You know, my... Yeah. <laughs> yes, go ahead. I've also had experiences with, like, my name. Oh. Not in the same sense mm-hmm. as, like, they were being, like, discriminatory. <laughs> yes. It's on the completely other end of the spectrum. But, like, if you don't pronunciate the P in my name, then it sounds uh, like... All right. Yes. All right. And every time, without fail, people would look at me and be like, what did they call you? And then that would just be my name. They wouldn't even try. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm sorry. It's okay. But that's why I changed my name to James. And I don't know how this experience at all was like a life-changing experience where I didn't have a full experience living in Korea. And I don't know Korean culture. I'm more familiar to Chilean culture. And I think it's a good thing that I got into Chilean culture rather than Korean because I've seen students in Korea like um, putting a lot of effort in education, spending a lot of time studying and just putting their life upon like getting into good colleges at Korea. And some suicide because of that. And if I actually lived in Korea, I would be in the hands of their situation. Yes. So I'm grateful for that, that I was able to like be in a different culture and live happily. Yeah. Mm. So Hope, what was your, what fun things did you do during your childhood? <laughs> when I was a kid, we had like not like a sandbox. But it was, it was like a sandbox, but it had dirt in it. So I'd play with mud. All right. I would water it. Mm-hmm. And then I'd make little sculptures in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or we had a grapefruit tree. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I would take the grapefruits that fell on the ground. Yes. And we had like... <laughs> so our backyard was a fence between our house and apartments. Like straight behind us were the apartments. And then to like the right was like an empty lot so i would take these grapefruits and i would launch them over the wall all right <laughs> to the apartments i see <laughs> until one day this dude climbed over the fence and was like are you the one <laughs> and i ran so fast inside <laughs> it was terrifying and didn't tell anyone about it i was just like Mm-mm. that mm. was <laughs> I, it doesn't seem like you do kind of those things, but I was wow. a pretty bad kid. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I did pretty bad things as well. So, so during middle elementary school, th- in the bathroom, you'd have the towel, like the paper towel, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and I'll get two, and I'll I'll wet it, and like make it as a ball, and I'll throw it to the ceiling. <laughs> and it was a trend during it was a trend. <laughs> in my elementary school, where every boy would do the same thing: get two paper towels, wet it, make it as a ball, and throw it to the ceiling. <laughs> and one day, the cleaner just comes to her classroom and like, who did this? And like. I don't know. Not me. <laughs> like er- no one would like raise their hands in because the only class, like the only cra- classroom in that building was ours. <laughs> so it was one of us, yeah. and someone needed to go up. So like my friends would like point at me like, "It's James," and like, "What, bro? You, you did that as well? Like, why are you putting me?" Up? Like I was frustrated, but like that after then, like it became I became a legend. I became a legend. Then everyone knew. Oh, that's James. That's the guy who threw the ball. <laughs> the wet ball is like in the scene. And like, oh man, you don't know how much time I took to clean up those. And it was. Oh, they made you clean them. Yes, <laughs> they got me a big stick where it could reach the ceiling. And like, you were hitting them off the. Ceiling. Yeah, I was. I was hitting it. I was, some didn't fall. Some did. Some didn't. And this also, I also did this at my church where the parking lot. There was a big wall next to the parking lot. And my youth group, I'll start the lead. I'll I'll throw the ball to the wall and like I'll stick there, and then like the little children will come up, will do the same. And like, and after that, my dad will come up to me like, I mean, did you seriously do that? And like, <laughs> yes. And it was a mess, and I also needed to clean that out. And it wasn't a great memory. It, it was fun. It was fun until I needed to clean that up. So it's all fun and games until you had to clean up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> No, yeah. Yep. What else did I do as a kid? Oh, my brother. Mm-hmm. He was a menace to me. My brother's like maybe like eight or nine years older than me. Mm-hmm. So when I was like in elementary school, he was in high school. All right. <laughs> he would chase me around. Like I would, I would like punch him, like <laughs> like playfully. All right. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> Just to, like, assert dominance. Like, I don't know what was going on in his teenage brain, but he decided he wanted to chase me. My legs are, like, a foot long. <laughs> <laughs> and he's... My brother's really tall. He's, like, 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, oh. He was chasing me around the house. It was terrifying. Oh, wow. Every time I'd look back, he was he was being nice because he could have caught me. <laughs> <laughs> At least he was playing playful with you as well. No. No? He would... And then he would be like, let's play catch. Right. Let's play catch, okay? All right. He, ta- he brings out this football, right? And I'll be like, okay. And he starts throwing it. It's like a light little toss. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I can throw it farther. So I throw it a little harder. All right. But, like, I don't I don't throw it right. And it, it hits him instead <laughs> where the sun doesn't shine. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and he's like, uh. <laughs> and he gets really mad. And he throws this ball Literally like a fireball. I can see flames <laughs> coming out of this football. And he throws it, and, like, it's coming at me, and I'm, like, dodging it. Like, it was terrifying. And he just kept doing that, too. I don't know why I kept playing. I don't know why I kept trying to catch it. I was like, I'm going to catch it this time. And he was like, dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch it. I kept dodging oh. it. It was terrifying. Wow, that was a great memory. <laughs> no, it's not. Mm, what did I do? Oh, I play like pirate with my sister. So, at my house, 
my sister had like a long dog. A doll? A well, no, you were saying it. I was just like, what? Because dolls are vertical, not horizontal. Some. It was horizontal. For <laughs> All right, <laughs> but weird one. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would have a very long um, pillow. No, a pillow as well. And we would put that on the ground. I lived in an apartment, and we would leave it on the ground, and like we play a pirate game where we'd be on top of it, just talk talk random like oh i see a boat over there let's go over there like sure let's go let's do this let's, <laughs> let's get this boy this. let's get some treasures i don't know let's get some treasures. and i spent my childhood like that playing with my sister oh that's nice it's nice that you had good memories yes i do oh well i do have some bad but i gotta put it as a good way you know <laughs> you this podcast needs to be fun not sad let me change it up a little bit yeah yeah <laughs>